Today, Senate Republicans unveil the Justice Act, a comprehensive police reform bill. Also, the Fulton County DA has submitted charges against the officers involved in the fatal shooting of Rashard Brooks. And we are solving racism finally one maple flavored syrup at a time. We've got a lot to get into and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today, joined by America's favorite cowboy, Chad Prather, host of the Chad. Am I though? Am I? Or just, I like the moniker. I mean, Um, I I like to think you are. I like to think. You're you're the only cowboy left, I think. (laughs) Just by process of a... Well, people on Twitter tell me I'm all hat, no cattle. Well, they don't know you very well. I'll own it. Uh, Also joined by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program and uh, other shows on Blaze TV when we like to use and abuse him. America's favorite nerd? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You and Stu kind of have a tie for that one. It's a race. Yeah, Stu, the the, the stats guy. All right, we've got a lot to get into. Um, Let's cover this police reform bill first. So Senate Republicans unveiled a comprehensive police reform bill today. Uh, They, of course, were trying to beat House Democrats to the punch on this issue. Um, This is spearheaded by Senator Tim Scott, and it would establish a national, quote, enhanced use of force database, pursue restrictions on chokeholds, which is very interesting to me because I, from what I know, actual chokeholds, not uh, the, I forget what it's called, um, the other type of hold where you're not like it doesn't actually cut off breathing. But um, I thought that chokeholds were already banned in most police departments. But pursue restrictions on chokeholds, create new commissions to study law enforcement and race. Uh, and Democrats, of course, say that the, the bill does not go far enough because it does not. Right. Because it does not ban the use of chokeholds outright and does not address the issue of qualified immunity, which gives police officers some protections in cases where the use of force becomes excessive. Uh, and t- Tim Scott, very, very, uh, you know, he's, he says this is what we need. We've thought this through. Um, but I have a feeling that the gentleman at the table <laughs> may have some uh, polite criticisms <clears throat> of this particular reform bill. Chad, what do you think? You know, a house of cards is going to fall in on itself. Bad logic always shows itself. And this is one of those things where I'm kind of getting sick of Democrats and Republicans playing games with all of this stuff. It's ultimately rhetoric. And rather than doing things that really formulate discussion, conversation, and change and and things that bring about what needs to happen, they want to play politics. And then, you know, I'm going to out. I'm going to outbill you. I'm going to, you know, we're going to come up with something quicker than you and then we can put our label on it. We can say it was a Republican Mm -hmm. deal and all of this. And look, I all due respect to Tim Scott. I like the guy. Uh, It's just ridiculous. And you can see how they've played the partisan politics with Dick Durbin referring to it as a token thing and and all of these things that are going on. So at the end of the day, uh, what's it going to change? I don't think it's going to change a whole lot Mm -hmm. because until until you're out there on the street with these police officers and you are doing the job of law enforcement, here's my biggest suggestion is these people that want to bitch and complain about it, go be a cop. If you want to do it, go be a cop. And I think you should reform it from the inside out. You can play Mayberry, you can be Andy Griffith, you can choose not to wear a gun, and you can talk everybody off the ledge just using your simple, peaceful rhetoric. Hey, go do that. That's all I want to say. Go do that. But until you or one of your children is on on that line and, and face those people as a law enforcement officer, 
The rest of it's just talk. These people up in Congress and in the Senate and all these people in Washington, D.C., they're sitting there from their ivory towers and they're talking and, it, and it's going to fall in on itself. Yeah. Jason, what do you think of the, the the commissions part of it, the commissions to study law enforcement and race? Because my opinion is that it it just it gives more credence to the, uh, I think, false statement that there is systemic racism yes. in police. Yes. Right. Okay. Okay, you're exactly right. You made the point that I was just oh, about sorry. to make. Uh, you're exactly right. There's this crazy narrative now that's actually winning. Yeah. It's a narrative from Marxist Black Lives Matter uh, leaders that there is systemic racism in this mm-hmm. country and it's, you know, infected the police department, which right. is utter crap. And this is my, I cannot believe, the GOP, I am so over you. I'm so exactly. done with you. Yeah. I, I just I don't even know who to vote for next. Yeah. I was pissed off when Donald Trump signed those executive orders. Mm-hmm. That's not a conservative thing. Look, you can't federal government your way into local police departments. Mm-hmm. When are they going to figure that out? They're not conservative at this point. Um, the GOP always gets outmaneuvered by the left. Mm-hmm. This is exactly the same as um, you know repealing Obamacare. Yeah. You know, of course, yeah, repeal Obamacare. You said you're going to do it, but that's not what they said. It's oh, we're going to repeal it and replace something. No, we want less government involvement. We don't want more, or we and, don't want. And that was feeding into the narrative that the left said, which was right. well, you have to replace it with something. Yeah, that that is what the left wants out of this. They want more control, mm-hmm. and we're saying, okay, sure, yeah, we'll give you the control. We just want to direct the control. Mm-hmm. They're both wrong. Right. They're both wrong. And I'm like I said, I'm sick and tired of this narrative that police departments are racist. Mm-hmm. That's that's a crap thing. There are racist people out there. I'm not denying that. Mm-hmm. Some of them might be cops. I'm not denying that. Some of them might suck at their job and they use excessive force. But guess what? That is a local issue. Mm-hmm. That is not a federal government. They need to back the hell off. That's a local issue. I'd rather have the police chief of Fort Worth, Texas, figure out what's best for his police department and his community. He can figure that out. I don't need the Justice Department. I don't need, for sure. Congress can't even balance a budget. Mm. They're not even in session right now. Yeah. Like they won't even show up to work. What's the debt right now? Yeah. It's insane. Twenty-five trillion dollars. But they're going to fix this problem. Get out of here. Give me a break. Yeah. Uh, to Jason's point, Chad, it's not just. I mean, it is a local issue, obviously, but it's not just that. It's just like, okay, well, if there is an excessive force problem, show me where the race problem is. The stats don't back that up. Doesn't exist. No, the numbers aren't there. You're right, and and we've gotten to. God, I hate that. You know, I hate continually using the phrase. Ben Shapiro is so right. Facts don't care about your feelings. We've gotten into this. Forget what you see. Forget the research. You know, now they're wanting to get rid of. Um, like mugshots in the newspaper because they say that that promotes racial stereotype. (laughs) Okay, so the majority of the mugshots in the local newspaper are black guys. Let's just say it out loud. That's Uh what it is. They're they're saying that that's promoting a racial stereotype. So newspapers across the country are getting rid of that idea. They don't want to do that anymore. So what are we going to do? Are we going to get rid of security cameras? going to get rid of police sketch artists? Are we going to get rid of lineups unless you can have a red guy, a black guy, a white guy, a brown guy, and a yellow guy? We all know the yellow guy did it. I mean, what are we going to do at this point? They're going to call in and say, hey, got an all-points bulletin. You need to be on the lookout for a, well, I, I don't know if I can call him a male. Right. Because that's very gender specific, and I don't know how to describe him anymore. Because if I describe him, that's racist. So these whole things have gotten so ludicrous in this deal, and I'm with you on that. The Democrats have created the playing field; they've created the rules, and the GOP just bows down to them every time and says, "Okay, well, we'll play this game your way. Let's just see who can out legislate each other." Mm-hmm. And we're not conservative anymore; we're not conserving anything. Mm-hmm. And and it's an overreach in a biggest way. And it's become you cannot criticize 
criticize the people that are pushing this right now. You can't criticize. Black Lives Matter is leading this right now. They're, they're the new Scientologists. They, they, if Scientologists had a 60% favorability rating, yeah. with, I think they're at like 62%. So think about that. Mm-hmm. 62%. They've risen above criticism. If Black Lives Matter, the entity, was a politician, they would win hands down the next election. Oh, yeah. They would. 62% favorability rating. So because of that, if, we, if you call any of this out, any, any of their demands, any of their narratives, you're immediately shut down. You're immediately silenced. It's, I, 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 just, I can't think of, at least in my lifetime, an organization that has led the narrative in, when it's so clearly based off of bullcrap mm-hmm. and been this untouchable. Well, how, how, do they, how do they get so good at their packaging? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you look at the na- just the name in itself, Black Lives Matter. You're like, <clears throat> well, who could argue with that? You don't want to be racist, right? So I, I, I really feel like it stems from... Their messaging is so good. I mean, you got to give it to them there, right? Their messaging, it's, it plays on emotion. It's very good to where if you say that you're against it, they can automatically call you all these things because their messaging, uh, their packaging is just so innocent and wholesome sounding that you sound awful if you go against it. Where does that, where does that stem from? Well, I mean, to me, and to me, it's a classic top-down, bottom-up approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I, I know you guys know what that is, but just to, just to explain really quick, top-down is when you have leaders in, the, in government, which they have been planting there for the longest of time. Um, the AOCs, the Ilan Omars, people like that that are, that you know have radical, progressive ideas on where they want the country to go. But they also have foot soldiers. You know, they have people like Antifa. They have people like Black Lives Matter. Um, and I'm not talking about the people that inadvertently kind of say, hey, I support Black Lives Matter, but have no idea what the organization actually stands for, mm-hmm. which is crazy dangerous right now, because I think that's actually the majority of the people that march with them now. Oh, absolutely. I just saw um, Jonathan Frakes. Okay, yes, I am a nerd. He was uh, cap- or, uh, Commander Will Riker in Star Trek The Next Generation um, and still connected to Star Trek. He, was, he just <laughs> tweeted about, I know, he just tweeted like six hours ago that uh, he goes, anybody that, you know, hashtags... I don't know, some stupid Star Trek thing. We'll also be, do- we'll be donating a dollar in your name to Black Lives Matter. I cannot believe how much they're getting funded right now when people don't even know what they want. Mm-hmm. They, they idealize, what was that, uh, that uh, Black Panther cop killer? Shakur, what was her last name? Yeah. That, 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 that yeah. chick. Um, a communist cop killer. That's the people that they have modeled their movement after. Mm-hmm. No one knows that. Yeah. But... To go back on point, I think that they've had, you, you have a phrase, you have something like that that's very hard to, you know. Black Lives to, Matter. Yeah, of course Antifa, they do. Antifa, anti-fascist. Oh, of, right. of course we Wouldn't are. agree with that, right? Exactly. Who wouldn't? But then when you have a very strong, organized movement that's willing to be violent in the streets, to make it appear that the movement is larger than it actually is, mm-hmm. it's not as big as what they're saying it is. Yeah. It's not even as big as what you see when you see the thousands of people on streets. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really not that many people that, you know, agree with what they're saying. But when you have people at the top, people like Pelosi and all them that are like, oh, yeah, it's a big deal. Hey, let's, you know, let's make a bill here and, you know, and, and confirm that there is racism in our police departments. It all just works out. It's happened time and time again. These are how... Marxists, communists, progressives, whatever you want to call them, this is how they end up changing constitutions. Yeah, we're in we're in trouble, really, if they if they continue to be able to lead the narrative. Chad, what are you? What are your thoughts? How are they able to do this? I was looking up a quote, and it's a little long. I'll just I'll just sum it up uh, best I can. They did the same thing in the Civil War. Okay, it was it was Unionist propaganda that made everything about the moralizing about slavery. 
issue, as we well know, slavery was an issue. It was not the issue in the Civil War. Uh, I can tell you because once the slaves were emancipated, the North didn't want them moving to the North, specifically the state of Illinois, because they, they didn't want blacks that could come in and get slave wages and put white people out of a job right in the industrial economy that they had. They wanted them to make sure they stayed in the South in that agrarian economy. So in order to do what they did and to rally the troops, they had to villainize, uh, vilify the South and say they're doing this immoral thing. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He's trampling out the vineyards where the grapes of wrath are stored. We've sung that in church. Glory, hallelujah. That song was written by a Union abolitionist. The coming of the glory of the Lord is the Union armies coming to stamp out the Southern agrarian society. That's what the intention of that song was. It was a banner song. It was an anthem to drive out the immoral South. And that's exactly what BLM has done. If you say anything against it, well, then how dare you? How dare you? You must want slaves again. And I defy anybody to, to, to correct me if I'm wrong with what I'm about to say. If we were to have another civil war, whichever side won, I can guarantee you almost within the certainty to the point of death, nobody wants to reinstitute slavery. <laughs> nobody wants to oppress black people. That is in no one's Heart, if you are, you are a fringe person that's a lunatic mm. and you don't have a place in common, decent society. That goes against the green. But Black Lives Matter has so turned the thing and moralized the message that they've made the mass of people, the 60 percent that's out there, believe that that's the agenda. And it's not. Mm. It's, I, it, to go on to that, it's, it's, it's typical Karl Marx conflict theory. His conflict theory was based off of classes that were always going to be in conflict and, conflict, and that's why they had to rise up, you know, above the uh, bourgeoisie. So uh, conflict theory from Marx has just been changed. It's, mm -hmm. it's been changed from that to, you know, identitarian politics. Uh, they want to classify us into different groups. You know, you're, you know, a man, you're a woman, you're, you know, you know you're gay, lesbian, whatever, mm -hmm. you're, you're this race, you're that race. They want to segregate us all off so that we can be in conflict with each other, and they stoke that. It's mm. so freaking obvious, but it's very effective. You should do a commercial. Because <laughs> I got something I want to say now, and I can't say it. Okay, <laughs> all right, we're going to do a commercial. Uh, and when we come back, well, thank, you, thank you, Chad. Point. When we come back, uh, the Fulton County DA has uh, filed charges against the officers who were involved in the fatal shooting of Richard Brooks. More on that in a moment. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So, uh, home title theft, I bet you didn't think it was a thing. You know, we secure our homes, we get a nice alarm system, uh, we make sure we're like, our home is safe because we have this alarm system. We've got cameras. We've got the, you know, ring, nest, all these different, uh, simply safe. We've got all these different security devices. But you don't actually know that your entire home and all of the equity in it can just be stolen right out from under you. Yeah, cyber criminals are targeting our homes. Uh, they want the money that they can get by taking out loans against your home. And the FBI calls this one of the fastest growing crimes in the country right now. Uh, they go online where your home's title is, is stored and they go and they forge your signature and they can do whatever they want. They can say that they sold your home uh, and they leave you in debt. And you might think to yourself, well, I'm sure like my bank protects me, my identity theft program protects me. No. 
Banks, insurance, and basic identity theft services do not protect you, but Home Title Lock does. They put a virtual barrier around your home's title. you got to protect your home if you have not already gone there. You've got to go to HomeTitleLock.com. Register your address to see if you have already been a victim. You're not going to know. Like I said, there's no other programs that are going to alert you if you are a victim unless you go to HomeTitleLock.com and enter in your address. Use code Y, that's W-H-Y, for 30 free days of protection in the event that you are affected. They will help you through this crisis. That is promo code YWHY at HomeTitleLock.com. On the topic of, you know, Chad was talking about the Civil War and slavery and just kind of the uh, misperceptions about that particular issue. Speaking of that, Democratic Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia. This guy, I mean, he was kind of close to becoming the vice president, right? He was Hillary Clinton's running mate. He was on uh, the floor of the U.S. Senate yesterday and tried to, he, he just made a point that is just not, just not true. It's just not true at all. He said the U.S. created slavery. We created slavery. That's okay. You, you have to hear it for yourself. Watch. The first African-Americans in into the English colonies came to Point Comfort, Virginia in 1619. They were slaves. They'd been captured against their will. But they landed in colonies that didn't have slavery. There were no laws about slavery in the colonies at that time. The United States didn't inherit slavery from anybody. We created it. It got created by the Virginia General Assembly and the legislatures of other states. It got created by the court systems in colonial America and sense that enforced fugitive slave laws. It was, we created it. And we created it and maintained it over centuries. And in, in my lifetime, we have finally stopped some of those practices, but we've never gone back to undo it. What? None of that made sense. I don't understand a word that just came out of his mouth. We'd stopped it, but we never undid it. Well, what, what, what do you want us to do, <laughs> A? And B, this is breaking news to all of the history books who will tell you very clearly that slavery was happening a long time before the United States uh, decided to uh, take part in it. Chad, you're, you're the little historian over here. <laughs> yeah, don't tell the Jews. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't tell the Jews. So, 1644, the Portuguese sailed into what is now Ghana, uh, and they set up their port trading systems with the tribes of the Ashanti Kingdom that was there, that is now Togo, Benin, Ivory Coast, Ghana, Nigeria, uh, the Gold Coast. Uh, it, they couldn't trade gold because there was so much gold already there. They used, they sprinkled it like glitter on them to decorate themselves. They had so much gold. So what they do? They traded guns. Well, the guns were a great thing for those in the Ashanti tribe because they could go out and wage war and capture more prisoners of war and then sell them off. And, and in 1644, they were able to take, um, they were able to take them up to Lisbon, sell them off. And so the slave trade went into England and ultimately it went from England to America. So it wasn't necessarily even an Africa to America thing. It was an Africa to England from England down. And then, it, you know, and then it, the thing grew, grew, it progressed because it was such a cash cow. And I hate the reference of that when you're talking about the subjugation and ownership of another human being, but it was such a, such a boon, such a cash cow that it couldn't help but spill over to the Americas. 
because mm -hmm. those who came over and founded America, they were already adjusted to it in, because it went from Portugal, it went to France, it went to uh, the Dutch, it went to England and all these places. They were accustomed to it. So when they get over there and they see that now we have to farm and till this land that has not been tamed and tempered, what else are we going to do? What we do what we did back home? We're going to bring it over here. Why do you think they brought it over here? We didn't create it. I can tell you that. Yeah. Jason. This, yeah, I, I'm so sick. Of, this is when you get, you know, things like the 1619 Project, you know, <laughs> New York Times, you know, when they try to basically rewrite history. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, but, yeah, to, to piggyback on, on, off of Chad, I mean, you, you can find... Portuguese and Spanish slave trade going all the way back even in the 1400s, really. It, it, was a, it was a West, I don't want to say Western world thing because the, uh, the, the caliphate was doing this long before, <laughs> even still. Um, but I, yeah, every single country, I think, in Europe was a part of this. The Netherlands, mm -hmm. Portugal, France, uh, the UK, everyone. This was the way of life in that time. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of time frames that were horrible, you know, and awful. But this was the norm around the world at the time. And it sucked. It was right. very, very bad. It was, and just like Chad said, it, it was just, that's the way it was over there. That's the, that's the situation we found ourselves in in the 1700s when the, in, during the birth of the country. In fact, you didn't even see it start to go away until the 1800s. Mm -hmm. um, 1808, 1810, sometime around then. That's when uh, I think the UK banned it. That's yeah. when uh, France began to. We, we were one of the later ones or, you know, in the 1860s. But the 1800s were a great time for abolishing slavery. Well, we were a part of that. And can, I mean, can we also just add, you know, like slavery hasn't gone away across the world. There are some cultures where it still exists and it's still a thing, but nobody wants to talk about that. We want to talk about how oppressed Americans are. If you want to combat the issue of slavery, there are plenty of places you could go to and try to handle that issue and work on it, Tim Kaine, if you want to undo the racist practices. The African empire at the time was in on it as well. In mm -hmm. fact, the same thing that Nancy Pelosi and the rest of them, the little thing they yeah, had draped the around them, mm -hmm. they were part of the uh, giving away some of their own people to... Well, the well, if, you, if you if you offended, that's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. So yeah, if, if you offended the chief, if you're a prisoner of war, uh, if you know if you were captured in some form or fashion, you were immediately sold off. Mm -hmm. There were uh, it, and there was never any real evidence. They, they, there's been an argument by historians of saying that Europeans went up into the country of what was the Ashanti Kingdom there on the Gold Coast. Uh, the missionaries did, but the slave traders by and large didn't. Their camps and their forts were down on the coast, which means by nature that it had to be Africans that were selling other Africans. And again, like mm -hmm. I said, they were selling them for guns. Uh, at the time of the end of the slave trade, they said that somewhere around 166,000 firearms were in possession of those in the in the Ashanti Kingdom area, which existed all the way up until, what, 1957 when it became Ghana. Uh, this is a serious thing. Now, let's go to Asia for a minute. Let's talk about human trafficking because you have hundreds of thousands of people who are right now enslaved, and we don't care about that. We're too busy talking about the guy who's got Wi-Fi in his apartment and Uber Eats who feels oppressed and wants reparations. It's a lot of BS, man. I grew up, you know, playing ball, and I grew up with a lot of folks, and, and you know, we, we slept in a lot of hotel rooms with a lot of guys of different color and shared the showers, and, hey, man, your towel's not too dirty. Let me use that towel. Hey, we didn't yeah. think about it. I know, dude. It's yeah. just dudes, right? You slip. <laughs> Four grown ass men in a, in two single bed, two double beds, I should say, in a hotel room on a road trip. You get to know each other pretty well, I right? Would imagine. So, 
I had guys. I had if, black if, guys. If it's cold, spooning is not off limits. No, you I, I will. I will oh. I almost said something. As long as you're, yeah. Giving away the dude secrets. Yeah. All right, now. <laughs> sleep pole to pole. Moving right along. Uh, anyway, uh, and I had I had black athletes over the years who'd say, you know, my grandmother taught me how to milk the system when I was a kid. Yeah. I was like, yeah, well, your grandmother, she had to deal with that. She was born in the teens and the 20s. She was up against something that you're not up against. You are going to school on a full-ride scholarship. You got your free meals, free classes, free room and board. You got all of these things going on. Your plight is a little bit different. But the thing is, the message has been communicated that you're now owed something for what your great-great-great-grandfather experienced. Well, you don't know. Your great-great-grandfather could have been a slave owner himself. Your great-great-grandfather could have been white. You don't know because you're not going to trace that back. And at the time of the Civil War, there were 3,300 slaves that were owned by black slave owners in the United States. So guys like Tim Kaine, he's a joke. He reminds me of Howard Dean for some reason. I just expect him at any time to go, I mean, I just, these guys that try to appear smart and they're so, they're pandering. They're pandering, 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 and they're trying to look woke. I want some of you woke assholes out there to go out there and focus on human trafficking that's happening today, today. Because it's alive and well in a lot of cases. Where's Jaco? I know. I know. You can go yeah. talk to him about that. Uh, who, by the way, he praises President Trump for doing more than right. Obama, Bush, any any of the more recent presidents in that. But you won't hear that from uh, people like Tim Kaine. Uh, all right. We've got a lot more coming up. But first, we want to thank our sponsor this segment, Bambi. So if you are an entrepreneur, I know you are always looking for ways to save money. Well, Add on top of that, that if you have any sort of HR issues in your company, it can kill you. It can bankrupt you. You could have wrongful termination suit, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. You would be underwater if you tried to just like recognize and study all of the things that an HR manager needs to know. And by the way, if you hire an HR manager, their salaries are not cheap. It's an average of $70,000 a year and even more if you want a more experienced one. Now, Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for you, the entrepreneur, the small business owner. You can get a dedicated HR manager who knows all of these rules and regulations. They can craft your HR policy. They can maintain your compliance to keep you from any of these wrongful termination suits. All these labor regulations, you won't get in trouble. And they will do all of this for you for $99 a month. That's it. Bambi will change your HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. They also have a dedicated HR manager that's available by phone, email, real-time chat. They can do onboarding, terminations for insurance, customize your policies, and help you manage your employees day-to-day. Again, I feel like this bears repeating, $99 a month. Yeah, that's way less than $70,000 salaries, okay? So again, entrepreneurs out there, if you are thinking, how can I cut costs, especially right now with all this coronavirus stuff, the economy was shut down, now is the time to look at how you can cut your costs and Bambi can help you do it. You can get your free HR audit today. All you have to do is go to Bambi.com. That is B-A-M-B-E-E.com slash matters. Right now, schedule that free HR audit. That is Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E.com slash matters.
Right, the Fulton County DA in Atlanta has charged the officers involved in the deadly shooting of Rashard Brooks. Uh, they just announced 11 charges today, including now this is, uh, you know, spread throughout the officers involved, but the, they are including felony murder, multiple counts of assault with a deadly weapon, aggravated assault and two counts for one of the officers of violating oaths. Now, the uh, the details on that one, because I looked at it and said violating oaths. What are you talking about? Um, um, apparently, there is an Atlanta law that says police officers have to respond in a timely manner to uh, any sort of medical emergency and give medical attention. And they said that the officers failed to do that for two minutes and 12 seconds. But felony murder, assault with a deadly weapon, aggravated assault, these are really heavy charges. Uh, Jason? I, I don't... I want to know who this DA is. We were talking about this off the air because I, I, it makes you think that there's another agenda here. It, it really does because there's no way in hell, I don't think, I don't see how they could get this and now, how it goes through a conviction. And, and let me just interject for a moment. It, it, you, would, you would find it different if we didn't have this on tape, right? Yeah. Because if you just heard about it and it was something that it, we had the officer's word, but we didn't know what happened and maybe there was body cam, but the public hadn't seen it yet, then you could say, well, we don't really know the details, which I'm sure there are details that will emerge that we don't know. But for the most part, when it's captured on video, yeah. you get a pretty good idea of what took place. This is very easy. I, I would see, think for a jury, for a defense, uh, for, for someone on the defense to just to be able to convince a jury to, to, to give them some kind of doubt. Like, Reasonable doubt. Exactly. Like I, so there's no bias here for me whatsoever. I think the cops and George Floyd were in the wrong. Mm -hmm. These cops in, 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 this, in this case, I, it looks like a clean shoot. Mm. It's completely different. Yeah. I mean, the guy stole a cop's weapon, tries to fire it at them after already being in a scuffle. I, don't, I just do not see how, I mean, possibly. If a cop can't defend themselves then, then when can a cop defend himself? Right. I, I, I could see them possibly getting something done on this. Mm -hmm. Maybe. So, possibly some kind of excessive force. But even then, I, don't, I really don't think so. But even something like that, th that would be the bar I would think he would be having to reach for right. to, to get something on these cops. But this, yeah. there's no way. I don't see it. And what is going to happen when this gets thrown out? It's going to amplify it even worse. Mm -hmm. And who knows? I mean, the George Floyd protest could be minor. After this is all done, and this, and, and and man, we haven't even gotten into, you know, the George Floyd, you know, trial. Uh, how, uh, what's that going to look like right. after they reach for a second they degree? Those charges, right? And they don't get it, and this gets thrown out. Yeah. I mean, uh, come on. It it makes you wonder, Chad, if this is by design that they are. Uh, purposely reaching for these charges that they may think that they don't have a chance of getting to cause the civil unrest that Jason is talking about. You know, I'm at a point where I really don't care about what anybody thinks of me and what their feelings are towards me because I'm just going to tell the truth. First of all, the district attorney, his name's Paul Howard. He's in a runoff with another Democrat right now for that position. He got the Atlanta City Council to give him a $125,000 raise that is very, very suspicious, according to many of my state rep friends there in the state of Georgia. And I'll go one step further for you. I'll go, you, you want to play these games? I'll play these games. He looks like this. Okay. He looks like this. Okay. You want to play the race game? Let's play the race game. He looks like this. You know exactly why he's doing it. And everybody wants to play around like, oh, no, he doesn't have any kind of agenda or anything. Look at me. 
He looks like this. That's why he's doing what he's doing. That's why he's going after what he's going after, because he doesn't want to lose that big wig salary that he's got. He doesn't want to lose that position in any form of runoff. So he's got to look like it's a Carthaginian piece where he's going to come in there, plow up the fields, pour salt on it. So nothing will ever grow there again. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm telling you what, if these cops go down as guilty, I, for one, am going to raise holy hell about this. It's ridiculous. You can't gut shoot the preacher and then shoot him for not having any guts. The cop did his job, for crying out loud. The cop did his job. This is ridiculous. This stuff has gotten so, I'm so tired of, of this wimpy, I got to stop talking. Okay. I got to stop talking, Sarah, because there's things. I've already, yeah, whatever. I've already used visual aid. <laughs> Jason, what, okay, so... Chief researcher over here, Chad just did his, your homework for you <laughs> on, who, on who the DA is. I know. Thanks a lot. I had a FaceTime call last night with some players to be named, never, uh, numerous <laughs> state reps. Um, and, and I'm friends with a lot of those guys. Mm -hmm. A lot of those guys. And there's, it, Georgia's an interesting political battlefield right now. Interesting. So what are, what are your thoughts? Is this by design? Are they, are they purposely trumping up these charges, no pun intended? Well, at this point, even if it's not, even if we're not willing to go that far, I, I think that even still they're, they feel like there's a perfect opportunity to basically make an example of. Mm -hmm. So a yeah. lot of these district attorneys, these, all these progressive district attorneys, a lot of these guys that have actually been bought by George Soros and put into these positions, I'm not saying he was because I don't know much about him, but a lot of them over the past few years have been. That I think I definitely see they think they see blood in the water. They think that they can do anything they want. Uh, notoriety. Yeah, instant. And, and they know that if there's any pushback, they've got, again, we mentioned the foot soldiers in the streets, ready to back them up. Again, top down, bottom up. Uh, this spans all kinds of things. This, this goes into, you know, they've been decriminalizing things lately. You know, they, they don't, they don't want to prosecute a lot of these protesters, and a lot of the DAs aren't even bringing the cases up. They're just letting them go. Um, and of course, it makes sense. If you want people out there to cause holy hell out in the streets and get and cause the uproar so that you can do things and change laws and get those things done, um, you want them out in the street. You don't want to prosecute them because you want them out there. Uh, I think that they definitely, like I said, see blood in the water. They, they see a perfect opportunity to start molding and changing things. Yeah. All right, we've got more coming up, including we've, we've, solved, we've solved racism by removing, uh, rebranding a maple-flavored syrup. No, I'm not joking. All right, it's what the woke left is telling us. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Candid. Uh, so we've all been spending a lot more time at home. And, you know, you're spending all this time at home, and you don't want it to feel like you've wasted time where all of your personal goals are thrown out the window. It's very frustrating. So uh, you can do what I did, which was decide you're going to do something for yourself and finally maybe straighten those teeth that you have been looking at in the mirror and going like, God, I, I stopped wearing my retainer a long time ago. My teeth have shifted. Or like, I always wanted braces, but I just never got around to it. I've got the solution for you. All right, don't let this pass you by right now. Candid Clear Aligners. I did it. You can too. All right. They deliver them directly to your door. Candid does. And Candid includes remote monitoring by your orthodontist, your remote orthodontist throughout the treatment. That means that you can get the same treatment oversight that you could get by going to go see an orthodontist in person without actually having to see an actual person, which is great because all of the orthodontists are closed, or at least a lot of them are, depending on where you live. Maybe you're too busy, though. I was like, I don't even, even if they're open, I don't have time to go to the orthodontist. This is also giving you this service for a 
fraction of the cost of braces. Candid Clear aligners are very comfortable. You can remove them when you need to, and they are invisible. So you can transform your teeth and your smile without anyone noticing. This is obviously prescribed and monitored by a licensed orthodontist. All right. There's no funny business over here. Uh, Candid only works with uh, the orthodontist, not general dentist. So you will be treated by an expert in tooth movement. It has gone amazing for me. You can do it, too, if you're planning ahead for a special event. Maybe you've got a wedding coming up. Maybe you just, again, you want to do something nice for yourself. Give yourself, like, a a post-lockdown gift. That's what I'm going to call it, a post-lockdown gift to yourself. The average treatment length is just six months. You will start seeing results way before then. I can promise you that. Get started right now. You can go to candidco.com slash why. You can get $75 off if you use promo code why, W-H-Y, you're already getting this at a fraction of the cost. We're going to give you even more off if you go to candidco.com slash Y. That is code Y, W-H-Y, for $75 off. All right, Aunt Jemima is uh, receiving a social justice makeover. Quaker Oats, who owns the brand, has said that uh, they, they got to change it. They've got to change poor Aunt Jemima and her disgusting corn syrup flavored maple product. Hey, you can't call it hey. maple syrup. Oh, come at me, Jason. I all grew right. up, that was all over my Lego waffles, man. I love We Aunt all Jemima. grew up with it. That doesn't mean that we don't know better now. Does Uncle Jemima know about this? Does he know they're doing this stuff with his wife? The cousin Jemima? I mean, they're doing this to their mama. But- they, so they said, Quaker Oats said, Aunt Jemima's origins are based on a racial stereotype, and uh, they've got to change it. Jesus, come and get me. Wasn't she like one of the first black millionaires in the country? She was. So uh, interesting thing. So Nancy Green, who is the, who they, the picture, the image that they used is Nancy Green. She apparently, this is, a, this is what's so crazy that we're erasing history. This is an amazing story. She was born into slavery. Okay, she actually after she was freed, she became a really great cook and she made this deal and she was a missionary worker. She used her stature as a spokesperson to become a leading advocate against poverty and in favor of equal rights for individuals in Chicago. This is an amazing woman, became one of the first uh, African-American millionaires. And now we're completely erasing her by taking her. What are they going to call it? Paula Dean? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just where does it end? I tell, you, I tell you what, Uncle Ben and Miss Butterworth, yeah. they're like, watch dude, out. they're coming after yeah. us next. Watch <laughs> Look, they're already after Snap, Crackle, and Pop because there ain't a brother in the, in the thruple. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just weird. I mean, Lucky Charms, you know what's next? Keep her off. The little people going to come after us all. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I've been to the Little People of America convention. They come out of them, them meeting halls. It's like somebody kicked the anthill, man. They're running all over the place. Y'all just think you're scared of this racial stuff. Little people climb your leg. It's like the lollipop gill all over everything. Yeah. I don't care anymore. I done told y'all. Y'all, y'all want to come at me and say, oh, you're so offensive, so offensive. Look, I'm tired of working so hard to choose my words. It's syrup. It is syrup. It's the stuff that rots your kids' teeth out. Get rid of it. Don't eat it no more. What are we going to do? We're going to get rid of powdered sugar? Because it's white. We can't put that on the, on the pancakes either. Just get rid of all of it. You know what? Breakfast is racist. Breakfast is racist. You know why? Because some kids in the project can't get breakfast. That's right. They got to get the meal plans from the school. They don't even get the breakfast. So even thinking about your white privilege, eat your breakfast, damn it. You, 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 can, you can have Cream a- of wheat? My God! <laughs> 
Milk. <laughs> Whole milk too. Jason, you, you could have I just you could have Quaker state that no one's going after them. <laughs> that, are they going to call religious religious <laughs> uh, bigotry or whatever Quaker now Oaks. because of yeah. his Quaker because state. of his likeness? Yeah. No, and the, the thing the thing about Quaker Andrew Mimet is the premise <laughs> oil. <laughs> oh, that's racist too because oil is black. <laughs> Golly, man. Jason, I can't take you anywhere, man. You embarrass me. <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing about Andrew Bimer, though, is that makes you so mad is it's, 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 and what actually should make uh, black people mad as well, it's just a false premise. It's, it's completely false. It was in her honor. Yeah. It was her recipe, wasn't it, for yeah. crying out loud? So they used her likeness in honor of her. The bottle used the to be shaped like her. The bottle was shaped like her. I Remember, she come out. Butterworth. No, it's Butterworth. That got, <laughs> Butterworth got to come down too. I can't take you anywhere, Jeff. I know. <laughs> Butterworth come out there talking to you, little bottle. Hello, young man. Let me get up on your pancakes. That's creepy. No, I will say, uh, I guess the get up on your pancakes. The Aunt, Aunt Jemima namesake uh. is from an old minstrel show song. So I don't know if it will make them happy okay, to look. say Aunt Nancy Green. But I mean, this was very clearly, look. it's it's uh, a very old syrup. It was clearly Nancy Green that they were naming it after. And uh, now we have to do away with all of it. I, 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 did, I did some research for Glenn uh, a couple days ago, whatever, and we were looking at the, the Chinese Cultural Revolution and comparing it to some of the trends, everything yeah. going on today. Will freak you out. Really? Will freak you out. If you look chronological order, it was a movement that started on college campuses. Eventually, Mao pushed them out onto the streets. They first started te tearing down statues. Mm -hmm. Sound familiar? Mm -hmm. They then started changing the names of streets. Happening right now in uh, Washington State. Um, then it progressively got more and more, you know, violent. I think it was 1.5 million people died at the end of that. But tearing down statues, changing names, uh, destroying artifacts, just I mean, exactly what's going on right now. You're living it. This is this is communism. This is this is how they do it. This is how they they destroy your culture. And I'm sorry, the statues thing. I don't care if it was a statue of Hitler in, in Germany. I personally, I would not have removed that. You don't destroy history. After he's been exposed, that is forever a, a symbol of, this is how bad it gets when you go over the cliff. Yeah. This is what you get. We don't ever want to do, do this again. That's why that stays. Chad, you got about 30 seconds. Don't get me in trouble. Go. I grew up in the South, man. I, and I understand the characterizations and the stereotypes that are there. Uh, the, the, you know, the old Butterworth ads, it was really, you know, it... it, it embraced the stereotypes and expanded on them, the lawn jockeys and the you look at Elizabeth Warren, she'd go grabbing her beer and there's the, the there's the black person eating the watermelon, the little porcelain thing up above her head. I get those. Those need to be done away with. I appreciate that. If you want them done away with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. If you want them done away with. Yeah. Me personally I'd be I'd be I'd be proud of my heritage. And I got a lot I can say about that. We well you learn a lot, right? You learn a lot from history. You don't want to erase it. All right, back in a minute. All right, yesterday's poll, what will be the most important issue in this year's presidential election? 72% of you said it's the economy, stupid, uh, followed by 19% who said Black Lives Matter, coronavirus at 7%, and healthcare at 2%. Jeez, it's just crazy to see how, I mean, healthcare is like 
oh, were we even talking about that like a year ago? It was so hot on everyone's mind. And now there's so much that's happened that nobody seems to care about it. All right. Today's poll with sports becoming woke and more focused on social justice. Are you still going to watch after they return from the coronavirus hiatus? Hell no. Really? No, God, no. I'm so over it all. All of it. I don't miss it. My life has not missed a step without professional sports. Nope. Not a bit. Not college. Well, not since old boy come out there against uh, Gundy for wearing an OAN shirt. They've just, I mean, at what point in time did the students start dictating to the coaches? My coach would have kicked my ass. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, 20 seconds. What do you think? Oh, my gosh. I I stopped listening to Sports Talk Radio and DFW because of this. Mm -hmm. They want to, that's all they want to talk about. It's going to be hard. To be fair, there's nothing else going on for them to talk about. Literally over it. I'm over it. Done. Forget you guys. I'm done with it. I mean, hard not watching. It's gonna be hard not watching the NFL. But if it gets, if it gets really bad, uh, I'll skip the, I'll skip the first five minutes. There you go. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.